Excellent. Thank you so much. Sorry, I had it muted. What's that? Sorry, I had myself muted. That's okay. That's okay. I want to welcome all those listening in online through BBS Radio. Thank you for being here. This is Monday the 30th. What is it for day today? Um, Memorial Day in the U.S. And this is the Monday evening wildcard with Winfrey located in Sedona, Arizona. So once Win shows up, we will know what's going to happen during this show tonight. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. And when you hear a ding, that is a one phone line joining in. And we just had another person join in. Welcome. If you want to, feel free to say your name or location. Hi, hi. This is Jeannie in Hello. Happy Monday, Jeannie. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. All right. And welcome to the next caller. Please say your name and location. Wynn Sedona. Hello, Wynn. Oh, hi. Hello. Hello, Wynn. Hi. Hey. I hear John. Welcome, John. Do you hear John? Or somebody else? <laughs> somebody else did join in. Welcome to you as well. If you want to, feel free to say your name and location. But only if you want to, we welcome you. Happy Monday to the next caller. Thank you for being here. All right, and we are at 6.01 Pacific time. We have a one-hour wildcard show, and then we'll announce here shortly what we will do in this first hour, because there's also going to be a second hour, which is our daily Whole Planet Healing Conference Call. We do that seven days a week at 7 p.m. Pacific, and on Mondays and Wednesdays, BBS does broadcast that conference call as well. So after the hour, if you're listening in on BBS and you're interested to see what we do at our whole planet healing call, we gather and it's kind of, I don't want to call it prayer group, but you could, you could name it that way, although we are non-religious. We connect with higher energies on the other side of the veil we connect together with all those that call in at the conference call, and we connect with Mother Earth, and we put issues into the love light that we deem to be needed, like earthquakes, volcanoes, political situations, peace on Earth, health, freedom, freedom of speech. Things like that. So if you're interested, hang in there after the hour. Someone else joined in. Welcome. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi. This is Cecil from the Great Northwest. Welcome, Cecil. The recording has started. 
This session is no longer being recorded. All right. Vin, thank you for being here and for being who you are and for doing what you're doing. And do you have a plan for this wildcard show? I know you do. Can't hear you though. Are you audible? And again, if you just joined in online through BB through BBS, thank you for being here. Okay, Win, go ahead. Do you want to meet to mute the phone lines and start the recording? Currently, I cannot hear you. Let's 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 wait one more minute. Okay. Okay. And and FYR, you sound in the background. <clears throat> All right. So happy Memorial Day. Well, Memorial Day. Blessings to all those that our memories go out to. And if the oxygen masks come down, put the, put it on yourself first. Right. And if you have children, first do the children. Put it on the one you like now. most. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 All right. <clears throat> I got to say, I have two children, but it I couldn't pick between the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, in an emergency, I guess you'd have to. Maybe whoever's the closest. <laughs> right. I want to get the youngest, huh? All right. I never wanted to have children when I was younger. But then the wife I married changed my mind. And for me, it turned into one of the greatest things in my life. Yep, can be. It can be, yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that, that it turned out to be one of the greatest things in my life. All right. Yes, and it is also, you know, it makes life so much um, worth living 
That's how I experience yeah. it. And and bigger in a way. Right. We had another person join in. Happy Monday. Welcome. If you want to, please say a name and location. But of course. This is Terry in Sedona. Hello, Terry. It's good to hear your voice, honey. Hi, everybody. Good. Hi. All right. Let us all hear, listening to this call, send love and light to Terry for her healing. Our dear beloved sister. Love you, Terry. And someone else, again, welcome. Hi, Shirley from Welcome, Ohio. Shirley. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Hi, Shirley. Can you hear me, guys? Yes. Okay, but you're in the background. You sound a little in the background. I don't know if you're playing a recording or not. I'll no. Is, it, is, about. It, is, it, is this better? Right. Not much. Uh, not much. Not much? It's doable, though. Very it's doable. I mean, I, I, maybe I'll call back in because I'm on my, this is usually my optimum setup, okay? All right. Sounds so, okay to me. Yeah. Sounds okay to you? Yeah. It's Who's okay, that? except yeah, it's just it's a low good. volume. Don't spend a lot of time trying to make it perfect because it sounds good enough. It sounds good All to right, me. Right. Sounds really right. good. Yeah, All right. I, I agree. Me. I agree. Let's go. So Terry sounds in the uh, low. Welcome, Bonnie. Hi, guys. It's Bonnie in California. Hi, Hi Bonnie. Thank you for being here. Hi. Things are off. When are you ready? No, but um, I'm ready as I'll ever be. All right. So today, at least my mic is at least my mic at least my mic is working. Right. Today's working Memorial Day. Now. May yeah, you sound a little better now. May thirtieth, twenty twenty. Let me first mute the phone lines. Muted. And here we go. The recording has started. This is May thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two. Wynn and Terry in Sedona, Arizona, and everybody everywhere, and it is Memorial Day. And here we are, all of us, everyone, all of you people who are listening on BBS, everybody on the call, and, you know, I thought of a, a, a new way of talking about what we're doing since so many of you have this experience if not all of you but as someone who has studied metaphysical and spiritual things for a good portion of my life wanting to understand how everything works. How does it work? How do we have these bodies? Is there a God? How do miracles happen? And I truly never expected to understand it. 
And then in the year 2000, 2002, of course, a source on the other side, a very high source, identified itself as a group soul. They went by the name the Council of Elohim. And they just invited me to ask them questions. And this call is a result of that one night with Terry in Los Angeles. And we are still asking questions. But aside from getting all of this understanding of how things work, there's a phenomena that happens on our calls, which is probably even more important than all the understandings. And I'll try to describe it. We're talking to a source that has millions of individual souls as part of it. But they don't have bodies. They have been around since the beginning of the universe. They played a part in creating the original template for the universe. And the universe has its own momentum. They're not in control although they have sometimes been thought of as God. In the classical definition, they're not. It would be more accurate to say the whole universe is God. It's part each, everything that exists is part of all that is. We've had so many deep conversations about how all this works and how this came about and how we got here. And the Elohim could be described as energy units of awareness. And they can come together as a group and they can work individually. On this call, while we're on the call, they are also on the call. And if we were all in the same room, you might even notice something. Because when I was giving lectures, it happened every time I gave a lecture. There would be... Now, it's hard to find the words to explain this until you experience it. But like a cloud of light that descended on the entire room, that the majority of people were aware of. They could feel it. They could see it. Not everyone sees it, but people sense it. 
And that was a spectacular experience the first time it happened. And, and to tell you the truth, the first time it happened, I didn't know what it was. I had just published my book, The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey, and I was giving my first talk on it. And this light descended on the room, and I could see it. And it was distracting. But I kept going. And after my talk was over, people rushed out, lined up to buy books. And Terry was at the table. And they were still in an exalted state from being under the influence of this energy. And they were saying things like, I could see auras in the room. I could see light in the room. And so, the next day, I did a channeling with Terry. That's where I talked to them. And they, they verbally answer questions. And usually, they will answer any question I ask. When we first started, I was a little bit intimidated by it. And I was scared to ask certain questions, or I thought it might sound dumb. Traditionally, the word Elohim is the word for God. It's the word the Mormons use for God. And they said they were part of the same. But they, they were not God in the way we usually think of God. Like God's going to punish you or you have to obey God. No. Their concern is helping the universe to evolve. The universe is a, in a big evolutionary process all the time. Now, sometimes it devolves because everyone has free will. And when there's large groups on a planet that are competing with each other, um, hurting each other, you're probably in a situation of devolution instead of evolution. So I had been doing all of these talks and noticing this energy and after about six months I did a session with him and I said it's phenomenal the way I can go give a talk and you you guys have this energy drop into the room that people can feel. But I'm not making enough money doing these talks to even pay my expenses most of the time. And could I do this on a conference call? Could you do this on a conference call? 
and they said they could. This was the beginning of conference calls. If you're listening to this call right now, you may notice this energy I'm talking about. It kind of drops down from above your head and moves through your body and it kind of clears patterns. And if you're feeling that, you just might be contacting the Elohim. They say the way they bring their energy into the call is not through the internet, not through the phone lines, but they pick up on each person that's listening, feeling their energy. And then they come into the space of that person or persons and that person has an experience of some sort. And I have got, without me, you know, when, when I first noticed this phenomena, I didn't tell people about it. I wasn't confident enough. What if it didn't happen every time? How could I be sure? I knew the information was really valuable. With this energy dropping down from high, into your body. It's pretty amazing. And what's happening is that there is an integration of dimensions. The universe has, depending on who's Describing it, they have eight densities or 13. And we are in the third density. And in this density, we are usually blocked from experiencing higher densities. But since you are choosing to listen to this call, that kind of gives them permission to let you feel these energies and give you some experience of what it's like. Now, you know, what I'm describing, traditionally, might be a religious experience. You know, people say, I feel the light, blinded by the light. You see a picture of Jesus with a white aura around him, or other people. And, and they... It's like a blanket of energy 
comes down because we have learned to hold the frequency, their frequency, and they want to see the best outcomes, not only for you and me, but for the human race. And paying attention to them can help change your outcomes. It can help relieve, relieve you of certain karmic patterns And it can also help you to graduate this realm. Some people say this realm is like a school. And when you've learned your lessons, you don't have to reincarnate here again. And I, for one, believe that is true. So, this is a matter of mastering this connection, getting so used to it that you become familiar with it. You can invoke it when you want to. And it's a very high energy that when you invoke it, when you bring it in, other people can feel it. So, and that's why we're not a religion, but we are working with the sources that in a number of cases have been the foundation, the beginning of a religion. And if you don't understand it, it's a little mysterious. And you could still call it God because that's the word you're familiar with. But having this experience, now you're learning to ground yourself to these higher energies. You're still in this world. That does not remove you from this world. You still have to take care of yourself in this world. You have to take care of the people you've allowed yourself to become responsible for in this world. And... Many of the people who come into our calls and get this advanced 
spiritual awareness of everything, we're still learning how to be in the world. How to master the world. So, how do we do that? What do we have to do to master the world? Now, this energy that comes in that you feel is more akin to your soul energy. But you don't normally feel your soul energy. You're in a body, and the soul is in the body, and it's so much a part of the body that it's kind of like a background program that is affecting everything you do. But you don't have a physical, usually most people don't have a physical awareness of it. But you can learn more of its nature by learning of your nature. The soul, I believe, you could say, carries your karma. And every person on this line and listening has had multiple lifetimes. How do you know that it works that way? How do you know you have multiple lifetimes. How do you know that this isn't all there is? And, um, well, I know that I know because I've had numerous experiences proving it to me. And probably the very first time I was absolutely sure that reincarnation was real was when I was playing music and I used to travel all over the country. I think last week I talked about it. And I was having miracles of perfect timing or synchronicities. And I was doing it at a very grassroots level, playing at little coffee shops, people's living rooms, and my first girlfriend in college played a huge influence in my life. In fact, um, she was everything. I was a nerd. And she was an artist. She was metaphysical. She was reading all these texts. She was a health food person. And I was none of that. And I used to pick up her Edgar Casey books. And I started to be astounded about Edgar Casey because 
he was able to do to do things that I couldn't explain. He could diagnose people's illnesses, and he was almost always right. People would go to the doctor after they had an Edgar Casey reading, and he Hang on, my headset just ran out of charge. So I'm on the speakerphone. I'm going to plug my headset in, and I will be back with my good audio, I hope. Hang on. So Edgar Casey did thousands and thousands of readings, and not only did he diagnose people, but he recommended alternative cures that no one had ever discovered before. And when when I was in college, you know, when people were all into metaphysical gurus and everything, Edgar Casey became very well known. And there were many books about them. And I ate it up because it was the very first time that I was able to believe, you know, there was so much proof that he could do what he could do. That if, if, if you read him, studied him, you could not, I could not dismiss him. And then when I was traveling, but I'll say it again, fits into this talk. Anyway, I found my phone charging cord. I'm going to plug it in. Coming up. Plugged in, the red light came on. There we go. Uh, I think I'm on my headset now. Yes, that's a lot better. Yeah. My 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 girlfriend in California called me, and I was in New York and said she discovered a guy that could do readings, just like Edgar Casey. And um, I made an appointment. I went to Philadelphia. My parents were there. I stayed with my parents. And somebody was giving them him a room in their big house, and, and uh, I got a reading from him. And he told me this story, and he's talking just like I'm talking. I mean, he wasn't in a trance or anything. And he told me that I was repeating patterns of a past life a thousand years ago 
when I was a troubadour in England. And it was a very kind of dramatic story he told me. He said, um, I would go from town to town, and not only did I play music, but I carried the news. There was no communication, no newspapers from one town to the next, and everyone wanted to know what was going on in neighboring towns. And I was with the newspaper. And then I would come into a town, and he would... And each town had a lord, you know, a governor, a boss of the town. And I don't know if they were elected. I don't think so. But um, I would have to get his approval. And he would, he would then... Um, give me a swatch of royal material, which I would pin to myself. And it was like a credit card. Because when I had that swatch of material, I could go into a bar and people would give me drinks. Women would fall over for me because I was now acknowledged by the royalty. And the way he told me the story was that there was a particular lady-in-waiting in a particular town and that I was smitten with her. But I couldn't get the approval from the guy who was the lord of the town. And I tried very hard. And I started telling him stories about the neighboring town towns. And I was embellishing my stories a little bit to make myself more appealing. And I still couldn't get the swatch of material. So Eventually, I gave up, and I made, a, I made a secret rendezvous with this lady-in-waiting to meet at an inn outside of town. And so, I went to the inn, and they found out I was going to meet her there, and they locked her in her room. And when I got to the inn, there were soldiers from the town, and there were soldiers from the neighboring town where I had told and embellished all these stories. And they decided they were going to teach me a lesson. And they took their swords out. And I would have like a uniform 
of all these different swatches of royal material from all the different towns that I had been accepted in. And they took their swords out, and I thought they were going to kill me. But no, they stripped me of my royal swatches of material and left me very humiliated. I went back into the inn, and the innkeeper was very humiliated by me having this scene on his front lawn. And he decided that I didn't deserve to live, and he poisoned me. And he also was married. And uh, and he also had a daughter. And the bombshell of this story is the lady-in-waiting happened to be my girlfriend at that time. And the innkeeper happened to be my father. My mother happened to be his wife, and my sister happened to be their daughter. And he told me that story, and I said, can this be true? I mean, it was so specific, and I saw the people, you know, my father and my girlfriend, could they fit that? And I was thinking about it for a few hours. And afterwards, I had a flash. Years prior, I had written a song that I thought was from my imagination. It was one of those stream of consciousness lyrics. And within the song I wrote was buried the story that he told me. And man, it sent shockwaves through me because then I knew it was true. I knew reincarnation was true. It's my first real direct experience of knowing that. I think, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the lyrics to the song. And it was even written in a Baroque English melody which I didn't usually write in. And, let's see, hope I can remember. Let's see, in the corners of time are the ladies who wait with their sleek silver smiles polished on. On the edges of time are the poets who watch and freeze their sleek smiles into rhyme. From my window I watch all the games in my court and position my players to their squares. My red king lies baking at the mercy of his night. 
while the bishop swallows all his prayers. Steaming at the wayside, my jeering crowd looks on and cries for the color of his blood. In the depths of her bedroom, tears fall from my queen. She knows she'll never see her king again. In the beginning, I waited for the end, but a voice beckons me from my games. And I wait for the signal from my master who sits these granite walls to open my day. Yeah, it's, it's kind of poetic and it's kind of, um, how would I say it? It's not linear, but it had all the images. It had a jeering crowd. It had a lady in waiting. It had her locked in her room. And it had it had me reincarnating at the end. I even thought that. It sounds like I'm reincarnating. Um in the beginning I, I waited for the end, but a voice beckons me from my games. And it was it was a very bizarre lyric. It didn't I was writing rock and roll songs. And it didn't fit into anything. And I was totally sure. And then I started thinking about my father. And I remember one night, I didn't want to eat something for dinner. And he pushed the food down my throat and said, you have to eat it. It was like a reenactment of getting poisoned. In any case, I was totally convinced in reincarnation after that. And I was acting this lifetime very much like I did in that English lifetime, traveling, arriving someplace, and going to a little coffee shop and being recognized. And it was like, I was constantly becoming famous in a small way. And, you know, Terry has all kinds of, she actually remembers details of her past lifetimes. But why is this important? My lifetime, Terry's lifetime, what's most important is the concept that we have multiple lifetimes. And you are a soul in a body. And you will come back. And come back. And many times you may repeat the same pattern of a past life. Or you can start a new pattern. And you have all these different abilities and talents. And you meet the same people. 
uh, and and this is something that I definitely have proved to myself. And I, I, you know, I'm sure you've all seen, I'm not sure you all, but most of you have seen the picture of Terry and St. Catherine. And they are almost spitting images of each other. And when I asked the question, was Terry ever anybody famous? They said to look up St. Catherine of Siena, who I never heard of. And she was a, a woman who would go into the local church and they would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. And she became uh, a, a legend of Catholicism. And her book, her book, the book of her compilation of her channelings, St. Catherine's Dialogues with God, became a classic of Catholic literature. And, you know, one of the interesting things about St. Catherine is that as she got older, she got anorexic. And um, and she ended up starving. Then an, another interesting phenomena that happened to us and I don't, I don't think I've ever told this, this part of the story. Uh, sometime around 2010, Daphne was living in Sitka, Alaska, near her sister. And then she got um, into a relationship with a guy who lived in Florida. And she decided to move to Florida and move in with him. And up to that point, she had been coming to our calls. In fact, Terry and her were working together. And sometimes on a Wednesday call, we Daphne would answer a question, and then Terry would answer a question. But this guy didn't believe in any of this, and she stopped coming to the calls. And then... After a few months, she decided she she should move with this guy into her mother's house in Cape Cod, which she did. And uh, he left his secure place and moved in with Daphne's mother. And he was a very talented guy. He played music. He did crossword puzzles for the New York Times. And he had a restaurant on the Hudson River. And he also drank. And at one point, he got drunk in Daphne's mother's house, and she threw him out and said, you can't live here anymore. And he didn't have a car. And he didn't have much of an income, even though he had all these talents. He was living in Social Security. And he he ended up moving into a very nice house in Cape Cod. And the guy who owned the house was running the rooms to drug dealers and prostitutes. And he was going crazy because he was a very refined person. And 
Daphne called me and said, would I talk to this guy? Uh, and he's threatening suicide. And so I had never talked to him. In fact, I avoided talking to him because he pulled Daphne out of doing this work. And But I called him because I, I thought if he committed suicide, she would get karma over it. And so when I was talking to him, I, I really felt a sense of compassion. And I told him, listen, if you come to Sedona, I'll help you get settled here and you can play music because there's all these older people here and his music would probably go over big. So he moved to Sedona and he was supposed to get a place to stay. And I told him, you can stay in our house for a few days while you're looking. So he was staying in our spare bedroom and he was fawning over Terry. He was cooking his gourmet dinners for her. He was stopping in to see her during the day and telling her jokes. And it was kind of driving me crazy. And um, this was going on for quite some time. And eventually I said, you know, if you're going to be here, why don't you help get new stores for our pendants? And he started doing that. And he was making enough extra money to be in a comfort zone. So this is going on for a couple of years. And I, 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 I decided to study St. Catherine to see if I knew her, if I was one of the priests there, if anyone looked like me. And I found the story of Raymond. And Raymond worked for the Pope. And he, the Pope sent Raymond to Siena to check out Catherine to see if Catherine was demonic. In other words, who is this woman channeling in my church? And Raymond ended up having a huge affinity with Catherine and became her companion, her constant companion. And, you know, I mentioned that Catherine was anorexic. And this guy and Catherine would do, I think it's called the communion together, drinking wine and eating crackers. And that's all Catherine would eat. And when she died, this guy wrote her, Raymond, wrote her biography and became sainted. And Catherine became sainted. And this guy, this guy, Jim, who was living in our house, <laughs> was a spinning image of Raymond. And that's why 
he had such an affinity for Terry. He was just duplicating the whole past life, even though he didn't remember or, you know, believe any of it. And some of you have heard Jim on our calls. He came in, comes in occasionally. And over time, he he's getting more open to spiritual concepts. And he still loves Terry. He's not living here now. He's living in a little desert town. And um, it shows you how different two lifetimes can be. And how, because you were a saint in one lifetime, I won't say he was a sinner in his lifetime, but he certainly didn't believe in anything spiritual. Are you there, Terry? I don't hear you. I think you're muted. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. You want to say anything about all that since I'm talking about Jim? Well, I hope you guys found that interesting. Um, You know, within these stories, there's a lot of principles and truths. And it's part of how I became what I'm doing now, how I evolved into it. And um, I thank you all for listening. And uh, hi for being a master of ceremonies. And we're going to go into whole planet healing. And the reason we do this is because Every night we do it. If you can tune into these energies, you can tune into this spiritual energy of the higher realms and get uplifted. Plus, you we create intentions for more positive outcomes on our planet. So, on that note, I'm going to unmute everybody. If you're on BBS and you want to stay on uh, Whole Planet Healing, don't touch your dial. Um, BBS is going to call a different conference line, which is the Whole Planet Healing conference line. And if you want to learn more about our work and read or listen to some of the sessions of Terry channeling the Elohim, we have a a really extensive website. It's called thespiritchannel.net. It has thousands of Elohim sessions, and it has the phone numbers for all our current calls. And two times a week, we actually do a live channeling with the Elohim. And if you start listening, it will very likely change your life. So I'm going to unmute everybody. Unmuted. Thank you from Seattle. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you in a moment. This session is no longer being recorded. Goodbye. Hi, hello, Holinos. Hello. Hi, hi. Hi, hi.
welcome to Hope Planet. Ian, would you like to see your name and location? Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to state your name and location? If you want to welcome to Hope Planet Healing, would you like to state your name and location? And Mrs. Saga. Hi, Antonio. It's Jennifer from Greensburg. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to state your name and location? This is Terry and Sedona. Hi, Terry. 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 H
Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed an odor when I used to have patients that I had to administer insulin to that it had a really strange odor. Hmm. We just have sensitive sniffers. Yeah. Bonnie, <laughs> I don't think Bonnie's here yet. Jackie here? Yeah. Yeah, Jackie's here. Okay. There she is. Terry, this is Ken from Mississauga. You feeling any better? Terry? Who are you talking to? Terry. 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 Is she feeling any better? What? Any more what energy? Did you well, are you feeling any better, Terry? Would you like to say your name and location? Hello, it's Bonnie in California. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, guys. We've been Good. waiting for you. All right. Oh, 7.05. <laughs> And it's 7.05, so thank you all for being here, and um, welcome to all those listening in online to BBS Radio. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great day off. Muted. Jackie, I wait for your voice. Hello. Hi. Hello, Jackie. So here we go. The recording has started. Hello, everybody. Today is Monday, May 30 of 2022. I'm Jackie from Julian, California. Welcome to the Whole Planet Healing Conference call. And we always appreciate Mondays and Wednesdays because we get to share this call with our BBS radio listeners. So thank you all for joining us and adding your energy to our efforts tonight. Now, tonight and every evening, the Whole Planet Healing Call involves a collaboration of all of you who have joined us and our sources, and these sources have indicated that they are adding their energy to our request for healing, primarily the planet, but also for the people, places, and situations that concern us while always keeping in mind, of course, that the principle of the highest and greatest good of all be observed. So let's begin our call with our usual suggestion to let go of any distractions from your day, get comfortable, relax, become centered and grounded, and let's gather and focus this elevated group energy and prepare to tackle and shift the issues that concern us tonight. So let's welcome Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation requesting energetic protection for ourselves, this call, and this work. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted to the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe 
through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields, the planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, Winfrey and Terry Brown are with us tonight, and as you can imagine, they've gathered a plethora of experiences and stories since they were first contacted by the Elohim many years ago. And they take this opportunity at the beginning of our call to share some of their thoughts with us. So, Wynn, are you available? I'm here. And I talked a lot for the last call. And um, we're talking about Terry and and uh, Jim and Terry, St. Catherine and Raymond. Um, you know... What we're doing is so amazing. Um, it took me a few years to say, hey, this is the real deal. And um, to believe they were real. I thought maybe something was trying to trick me. They never told me to do anything except ask them questions. And then when I asked, was Terry ever anybody famous? And I found out they said St. Catherine, who was also a channel, and I found Terry was the spitting image of St. Catherine. That was it. <laughs> I said, okay, it's real. And um, but right after Terry and I just say our few words now, Bonnie is going to read, most likely, a channeling of Terry's over the past 20 years, which are open to the public. Anyone can look at them on the spiritchannel.net. And I turn it over to Terry to see what she's going to say. And she hasn't been feeling well. So thank you for coming in and saying hello tonight, Terry. Yeah, it was funny on the last call. Uh, you asked if I was there. And I unmuted and I was there. But something happened, and everything went wrong, and uh, everything hung up, and I wasn't there. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, being uh, the incarnation of Catherine, uh, she did. Uh, I I didn't know it was have everything under control and so I had um, 
propensity to uh, just use, do communion and not eat. And every now and then I fall into that again. And I'm, when is really helping me to get over it. He brings me some really good stuff. And back to Jackie. Thank you so much, I have to, Mary. Uh, I have ahead, to figure Mary. out what to. I have to figure out what to feed her. You know, she's rough. And then I make a dish, and then she only eats a quarter of it. And and this has been going on now for a month. And they, they in a channel, they said she's going through some of the old patterns of St. Catherine. And uh, Catherine's what not eating and doing physical things made her closer to God, okay? And uh, But then she died from not eating. So that's all. Well, we don't like that last sentence you just said. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to erase that. Now, um, Terry, who just spoke to us, um, brought forth the majority of the channel conversations between the sources in Win Free. And we encourage everyone to go visit the spiritchannel.net where you can access a wealth of information by hearing these channeled messages firsthand. And uh, not everyone is able to get over there and do that and actually uh, uh, spend a lot of time on that uh, website. So we get to join Bonnie from Corona, California next on our call. And Bonnie is familiar with the channeled messages that are archived on the Spirit Channel. And we have the benefit of hearing one of these messages or something from a compatible resource read for us every evening. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight? Hi, thank you. Well, I was inspired by the previous call to find something uh, within these archives on reincarnation. Um, There is a little search box that you can type in a search word and it'll bring up uh, all the relatable uh, things on the website on the spiritchannel.net. So we are going to read from a call that took place on May 4th, 2011. And it was a Wednesday night question and answer call. And the question that someone had submitted and when is reading out loud is uh, the questioner wants to know what kinds of choices we make before we incarnate. And when adds, of course, this is going to depend on different people. Different entities are probably going to have different choices depending on their evolutionary path, but he wants to know what are the possibility of choices before we incarnate and how far into a lifetime do the prior choices extend? And here Ra'an through Terry then gives us some information. There is a yearning that occurs a yearning 
for a completion or an experience or something to complete, there is a yearning for different entities that one has known before or different circumstances that one needs to experience as the next step in their journey. Therefore, one makes the choice. Sometimes there are alternatives that a person can be presented with on the other side, and the individual can then make a choice. If the individual has returned to heaven and has gotten a debriefing in heaven, then they may also work with someone, an angel in heaven, that can guide them into choice. Much as an individual, when they leave the third dimension and move into heaven, much as they move into a higher frequency, then they are put into a situation where they lower their frequency to become compatible with the frequency of the earth plane. The choices are very much based upon the person's past and what the person's own desires are for learning and experience and how they envision a role can proceed when they move into a body. They often choose their parents based upon past lifetimes with the parents or past lifetimes with people that they have worked with and loved and wish to continue their companionship with and feel comfortable with. Sometimes when a family member or friend passes, the longing is so great to see them and to be with them again. They both will choose coming back and choosing circumstances where the frequencies and the coincidences guide them to be together again. People tend to find what they need. The people they need to gain the experiences and the friendship that they need. I thought that was interesting. I'm going to turn it back to you, Jackie. I really love you guys. Thank you. Thank hey, Jackie. You so much, funny. Yes, go ahead. I just, I just, I, I, I just wanted to say something, and that was that particular call was from a live call that we do every Wednesday where people uh, can submit their own questions about their own karma or some spiritual topic that they're curious about. And you can listen to it and you can submit questions. Just go to the spiritchannel.net and the phone number is there. And I recommend you listen to it at least one time before you ask a question, okay? But this is we do all this for free. And this is such a valuable opportunity to speed up your evolution and make a connection with these amazing energies and consciousnesses that are working with 
our group. And that's all. Thank you so much, Wynn. And um, that's a great idea to encourage everybody to come up with some great questions. We had some really wonderful ones last <laughs> Wednesday. Um, and uh, people are very creative with what they'd like to know about. And we all all learned something special from that. Now, next on our call, we join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and Jennifer researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet, and this is because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these current events. <laughs> They've also advised us that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the energy of calmness. So let's join Jennifer as she guides us to each area of activity and let's radiate that calming frequency to all areas of concern. Jennifer? Thanks, Jackie. Tonight, as always, I do want to invite our sources and also Mother Earth to travel with us as we zip around the globe. <laughs> First place we're going to stop is the Big Island of Hawaii. We pray over this island. We send calming energies over this island. Um, today, they had a rather good day today. The largest activity was 2.3, and there was one um, activity at uh, 1.8, it's under 2, inside of Kilauea. And, of course, we had the usual just hit and miss swarms around Pahala. So let us just take a quick moment and send additional calm basically to what we can't see, um, the fractures, the hot spot in that region, the undersea volcanoes, which are so numerous you can't even count them, and any other factors that contribute to calmness. Now we're going to move south. We're going to move down to the New Zealand area. <clears throat> New Zealand proper didn't have um, anything worth. Con they were just very low levels. We move along the Kermadec Trench, and we had a 4.4. Continuing north to Tonga, we had two 4.9s. And then we're going to make a left-hand turn and go westward all the way over to Indonesia, where we had a 5.1 and other sorted fours and threes. And now we're going to turn north. Now we're on the western side of the Ring of Fire. We had a 4.4 at the Philippines, 4.7 Japan, and then moving north to the Russian area called Kamchatsky. Um, it's adjacent to our Aleutians. We had a 4.0 there. And then moving across the Aleutian chain, Honest to Pete, this is the, the lowest I can remember in intensity since we've been doing this. But Alaska fared quite well. Everything was threes or less. We have 3.2 out on the Aleutians and 3.2 in the main, mainland. So that was a good day there. Now we're going to move down through Canada. Nothing was reported. Down to Washington. And Washington, you guys had a little, really small little activities there today. Um, but we did have the volcanoes, Mount Rainier, 
and also in Mount St. Helens. And these two volcanoes are rumbling on and off. So we want to send them calm, chill that those two places out. And then moving down into Oregon, nothing was reported. But once again, we have two volcanoes, uh, Mount Hood and also Three Sisters, that have both been rumbling on and off. And then we're going to move down to California and out on our my favorite place, the Mendocino Triple Junction. We did have a 3.6, and they're calling this Petrolia. It is at the junction of three different faults. And then we moved down through the state. California fared quite well today. Um, we want to send calm to the Geysers area, San Andreas. And Southern California, you guys just had twos. So that was a very good day. On the eastern side of the state, we did have the Walker Swarm. Uh, south of Lake Tahoe, it has picked up today a little bit, and also Long Valley Caldera, and then down south to Ridgecrest. And then we're going to just send love light to the whole country right now because we've had little oddball earthquakes here and there. So let's just send calm to the whole U.S. And then now we're going to move to Mexico where we, gen- we just had some fours, low-level fours at that, like 4-4, four, 4-3. Four, 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 and then south to Costa Rica, we did have a 4.3. And then straight down into South America, Colombia, we had a 4.5 in northern Colombia. Then moving down through South America, we had 4.6 in Peru, 4.4 in Chile, 4.5 in Argentina, And that was about it for South America. Now, we're going to come up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And we did have, um, excuse me, we did have a 4.6. And if I could describe it to you, it's like uh, Caribbean level latitude in that area. And then we're going to look at Iceland because Iceland I don't know what the heck it's doing. It's been rumbling on and off now for quite some time. And today, even though it isn't a 4, it was a 3.8. I really would like to put Iceland in the love light. And then here's a good surprise. (laughs) England, right smack dab in the middle of the country, had a 3.8 today. Originally, they had reported a 4.3, but then they dropped it down to 3.8, so somewhere in that region. And then we're going to quickly zip across Europe where everything is just twos and threes. When we get over to Iran, we did have a 4.2. And that was it for today. Nothing in Asia, that whole area there. So I want to say thank you for each person who has helped out in this. And I will send you back to Jackie. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, As you might imagine, we are also very concerned about many other situations occurring in our world. So in just a few moments, Wynn will be taking us on his sighted visualization where he will address many of these other issues. But first, the phone lines are being unmuted, and you are invited to take this opportunity to put your concerns into the light. 
always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I'd like to thank all of you for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. This is Kathleen in Bloomfield, Vermont, and I would just like to put my dear friend Alicia White and her daughter into the love light for peace restored in their hearts and homes. Thank you so very much. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, and for the movie 2000 Mules. Thank you. Hi, guys. This is Bonnie. I just would like to ask for your guys' help in focusing our group attention and asking for some rain for the Western mm-hmm. United States, uh, especially the West Coast and anywhere that we're having drought conditions. We need some rain. Mm-hmm. I'm also asking for mm-hmm. some love and light and laughter and hope for the children of the world. And a balancing of energies wherever it's needed, uh, in all the right places, all the right measures, for the greatest good of all. Thank you. This is this is Wynn in Sedona, and I just want to put the souls of all the children and teachers that were killed in that school in Texas in the light. For anyone, for any help they can get in their transitions. This is Jeannie in Citrus Heights. I want to share something that I read recently. It's a quote by Voltaire. He once said, To learn who rules over you, simply find out who you are not allowed to criticize. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting statement and shed some wow. light on our current situation in the world in which mm-hmm. anyone who expresses an opinion that contradicts the official story from the authorities <laughs> is censored and deleted from the major social media platforms and or ridiculed and called names by the official mainstream media. What happened to free speech? The First Amendment. This only proves to me that the ones who are engineering our current world crisis are afraid and threatened by the truth and by those with the courage and integrity to speak the truth, even when under duress to support a false agenda. I put humanity into the light, and I ask the Elohim to support each person speaking out until the majority of the human race awakens to the truth of our situation, and we can take back our power and our self-rule and be done with the hiding, lying, would-be rulers once and for all. Thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. Anyone else before Jennifer goes to the healing list? Love and light to you all. Please, Jennifer, go ahead. Thank you. Hi. Um, I would like to put every person on this call 
whether they're on the phone line or on the BBS radio, um, into our healing list. Um, join us. <laughs> we, have, we have high intentions on healing each one of us. Um, I would like to men- make mention of the following individuals who need a little bit of extra loving energies, and that would be Cecil and Betty from Washington, Lauren in Washington, Joti in Washington, Tom in San Jose, Jackie, our dear moderator in California. We love you, Jackie. Send her lots of love light. And Antonio Jr., Sr. and Abby, they're in California. Maxalina in Ojai. Morning Sky in Oregon. And Kathleen, um, our dear friend in Vermont, who is recouping from a head injury. Send you lots of love light. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, is Miss Terry and Wynn. We want to send Terry bundles and bundles and bundles of healing. We love you, Terry, and we just feel that you're irreplaceable. And also, love light to Wynn, that he feels good, has energy, and able to do this work. I would like to say thank you to the Elohim for this contact through Terry, and I love you all. Muted. This is Wynn in Sedona, and um, we close this call with a visualization. And if you recall, I said that when we're on these calls, and um, if you're listening and you know you may not have noticed it, or it may have been under your radar, but there's this beautiful loving energy that comes down to everyone on the call, whether they notice it or not, it's there. And if you keep coming, sooner or later, you'll notice it. And so we create a scan of our planet and connecting with this energy that's coming down, which adds that energy to our intentions. And sometimes miracles happen. And we start out with surrounding our planet with this group energy. And we're going to become like uh, repeater stations where we take the energy of the higher realms, sometimes called love light energy, sometimes Christ energy, sometimes quantum field, and we radiate the energy down to the surface of our planet, asking to uplift every square foot where it can be received. And we emphasize for a moment all the humans who are majoritively service to others. All the children and young people who are sensitive to this energy 
but don't have wisdom yet. They're still growing. Wisdom comes from life experience. Sometimes, oftentimes, wisdom comes from pain. And it's okay to have that pain because it's your teacher. We go to the animals of our planet and the pets who help keep their owner's energies open. And we send this energy to the pets in particular for the work they do in loving their owners. We go to the plant life, the trees, the bushes, the grass that picks up energy from the higher realms and sends it through their plant bodies and their roots into the earth. We go to We go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals who hold this energy in their strong crystalline matrices. And we send this energy down, increase it in this area. We go to the insects, and particularly the insects that are part of the balance of nature. And we send this energy to them for the endurance of their species. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins, and the whales. We now go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth. And the earth is alive. The earth has an energy body that covers the entire interior of our planet and penetrates through the surface. So all life on earth is encompassed by our energy field. And the earth has to process all these people. And she goes through a lot of pain on that processing. So we're going to send her healing and gratitude for giving us this opportunity to have these bodies on her planet. We go to the energy waves that travel through the earth 
and terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes. And we send calm energy. We start off with the ring of fire. The land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean. The most volatile earthquake zone. And we send a column of light down to all of the land masses surrounding the Pacific and the vulnerable islands in the Pacific. And we send calm energy. We go to the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. And we put a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating through the ground in this entire area, and we send calm energy. We go to the new Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We put a ring, we put a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating through the ground in all vulnerable areas, and we send calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, stretching thousands of miles from the North Pole through Iceland, through the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, as far south as the tip of South America. And we send calm energy. And any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the Earth is releasing stress, we ask that they can occur gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on planet Earth, starting out with the coronavirus, and its mutations, and any other contagious pathogens on our planet. We ask for them to be rendered harmless. We go to the immune system of humans and we ask that they be strengthened. And we go to the toxins and vaccines and ask that they can be transmuted. We 
go to those negative agendas perpetrated by what sometimes are referred to as the negative elite or the globalists. And we ask for obstacles to be put in the path of these agendas. We go to the awareness of humans and ask that more humans become aware of the true nature of the events on our planet and not be deceived by the media and the censorship of social media. We go to the people who suffer and we send them all the Christ energy, giving them something to handle and pull themselves up from their suffering. We go to the droughts on our planet. We ask for rain, particularly in populated areas and where animals are drinking water. And we can focus for a moment on Lake Mead in Las Vegas, the largest reservoir in the country that feeds water to a good part of Southern California. And all the places on the West Coast in California that are having dry spells. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that make people feel safe. Benevolence, compassion, wisdom, Courage. We go to those countries and groups that are adversarial with each other, and we ask for peaceful resolution. And we go to this conflict that's going on in the Ukraine 
with Russia. And we send the energy of peace and peaceful resolution. We go to intervention. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for the transmutation of all toxic materials on our planet, including radioactivity, chemtrail droppings, radioactivity, anything in food, air, water, or medicine. And finally, we're bringing this energy back to ourselves. We see the energy of love light quantum field moving through the universe, the Milky Way, moving through our solar system, and landing on our rooftop. where we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through it. And if we're comfortable, we can invite this energy into our home. And we see it transmuting any negativity in our home, lifting our vibration, we can feel our hearts opening. We're going to end the verbal part of this call and leave the lines open, as we always do for those on our phone line. And if you're on BBS, the call has to close. But next week, in fact, we do this call every single day. And if you start coming in, even semi-regularly, it can change your life. So I take, I thank everyone here. I thank everyone who is volunteering for this call. And on that note, we'll see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.